This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Chew on This. This is Vic, and I have a special guest today. Uh, what we don't have is is BJ, which is why I'm starting this, because he lives in North Bumblefuck, and his internet and cell phone service is just terrible, so we, we lost him on video um, way before this. So, But anyway, uh, when this airs, tomorrow night will be the series finale of uh, love it or love it or hate it. The series finale will be tomorrow night. And I definitely hate that. That's a fact that it'll happen. Um, tonight we have Paul Sunyan Lee back on the show for the third time. He's got the, uh, that's a three timers club for you, Paul. Uh, we have a three timers, uh, thing. Uh, so I think you're the third or fourth person. Oh, only the, the third or fourth. How many four or five timers do you have? None. Oh, wait, that's not true. We might have one. We might have one. I think we have uh, Heidi Moneymaker, uh, who is this stunt woman for Black Widow for Scarlett Johansson. Cool. Um, she she might be in the four timers club. She, she liked be. you guys enough to come back four times. I know. I know. Wow. I know. That's pretty crazy. Well, we don't we don't we don't curse as much with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with family her. rules, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to. Yeah, 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 try to be polite. Um. But we're here with Paul. Paul, thanks again for spending the time with me. Um, BJ also sends his thank you, even though he's uh, he's probably cursing out his internet service right now. Um, he's got he's to pay to upgrade. I mean, it is what it is, right? At, at a certain yeah. point, you kind of got to go, well, BJ, you got to bite that bullet there. Yeah, they got to move or you yeah. got to pay for better internet. I know it sucks, but how committed are you to this podcast? <laughs> How committed are you? Well, well, last year was different because we did a lot of video recording last year, right. uh, a lot of live streaming because of COVID. Um, and you guys aren't doing a lot of that anymore. Um, oh, you know, we have anymore in the states. I don't know. It's still kind of a thing up here. What's that? Recording video? No, COVID. Oh yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of opening up, but you know, we we won't get into the morons who don't believe in science and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but science will weed them out, right? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. That's what Darwin says. That's what Darwin says. Um, so this is kind of bittersweet. And I, I do have to say like for the first six or seven episodes, maybe even eight or nine episodes, I was watching weekly. Yeah. And then when news broke that the show was canceled, I've been holding off on watching it. Not because like I didn't want to, but because if I watch it, and I'm caught up. It's over. Yeah. Is basically my my 
my messed up psychological way I'm dealing with the show being canceled. Yeah. I hear um, you. um, so good. I know, I'm glad you feel that way. No, seriously, <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way because if it was like, Oh, oh well, that's a shame. If you pulled one of those Seinfeld things, I'd be upset. No, I yeah. would, I would be upset because it sucks. And how it ended sucks. I will yeah. go on record. It fucking sucks. <laughs> um, and I'll also go on record and say, we didn't get canceled. Uh, yeah, Network one, was, right? Yeah. They pulled the plug. They gave up. And I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that without a, without a shred of hubris or anything. Cause I firmly believe that. Um, and people can get mad at me, but I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. I've always, you know, I, I've strived to tell the truth and to be, honest and open about stuff and how it ended sucked. I mean, that's not to say we didn't have some great times and I have a ton of great memories. I was just going through my phone and I've got all this BTS, all these photos, video, great memories, great opportunities. And I'm going to remember the show that way. But right now, because it ended so fucking horribly, (laughs) that's going to be fresh in my mind. And so it's hard for me to watch the show even. Yeah. I have to admit, because it's like, same as you. Right. That's it. There are no more coming after this. And that hurts. That hurts so much. So I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I took this show kind of hard, you know, not that, you know, we've become kind of close friends or whatever. And, and, oh, that's my feelings, Vic. Well, nice hat though. You don't think we've become close friends? (laughs) Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to overstep. You're not overstepping. Jesus, you text me every day. (laughs) <laughs> that's true and i text you back yeah that's true too that's and you kick my ass in words with friends fuck hey, you I, by the I, way hey night fuck you fuck you because <laughs> hold on my dog is here hey come here Audrey, Audrey, come get up here i really thought i had a chance in the last game and then you dropped like a 77 point fucking word on me you gave me position baby i know you had the letters and i was like oh he triple word score you gotta be careful yeah i know Oh, did we lose you? Second. Uh oh, what happened? I don't want this. Oh, my dog. I can hear you, but I can't see you. We've got some technical difficulties right now, but I can hear Paul. Uh, I can hear your audio, but I can't see. Oh, there you go. There you are. Yeah. Sorry, I have so many cables and so many wires running around. And I shifted my laptop yeah. to get because my my dog jumped up on the sofa here and I, I unplugged. The, uh, so it's just ridiculous. I have this this port that's plugged into the side of my MacBook because the MacBooks, the new MacBooks Pros, only take USB C. Yeah, and there's like I don't know everywhere else in the world still uses USB 3.0. Uh, I've got an HDMI cable. I've got a micro USB cable. I've got all this other stuff. So the rest of the world hasn't caught up yet to to these Apple products. No, Apple just they're once they decide something, they're like, "We're going to use this." Fuck off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't care. And the rest of the world's like, "Okay, fine." That's how <laughs> Apple works. Like, I don't know. We've we've been like psychologically abused by Apple yeah, to much. just be like, "Okay, I guess I'm fucking spending another twelve hundred dollars." And it's like, and on top of that, like fifty dollars worth of peripherals and accessories, so you can use everything else you already even you've already invested in. My house is an Apple house. I have like I control everything from my phone. Yeah. I can turn off any. I can turn off a TV from the backyard through my phone. So, <laughs> um, but but anyway, as we were talking about uh, Kim's convenience, I, I, I took the show pretty hard as 
I've taken a lot. I, I mean, I've had, I've watched a lot of fucking TV, but um, none where I instantly loved the show, got to know some people behind the scenes uh, in front of the camera where it made it even better because, you know, you and Andrew uh, came on the show and it was like nice to talk to you guys that you guys were so, you've been so down to earth. Um, so like, it was hard in that sense for me. This is this basically I got you back on so that I you're I'm this is like my my you're my psychologist now for for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a session with you about for an hourly session about me trying to deal with this show ending because I I like I you because know, I would I would be texting you I I you were actually up a lot of times where I didn't think you would like I would watch it on CBC after it aired um on on a Tuesday and I'd be like holy fuck this is so funny or something. And then, you know, I kind of stopped doing that after the show, uh, you know, they, they, they made that announcement and it's really honest because like, I don't want it to end. Like, I, I don't want to see, like, I, I saw some stuff on the internet about, uh, this week's show, uh, you know, about the, um, you and Jung had a, Appa and Jung had a moment and I was like, fuck, I really want to see that. But I know there's only one more episode after that. You know, or two more episodes, sorry, two more episodes after that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this yet. Like, I want to save it for when I'm, when I'm not mad, <laughs> when yeah. I can actually deal with it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's no more. Because like, I, I binged through every season when it first came out. Like, I, I finished episode, I, I finished season four, I think in a weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get another, I'm going to get season five next year. But if I, if I fucking do the same thing with season five, I'm not going to get any more. Yeah. So just know you have a fan out there. You know, I'm sure you have a lot of fans. A lot of yeah. fans are, are bummed out about this. Yeah. You know what? Before we go on any further, I actually want to show you this. Um, um, this will be, this will be, uh, posted. Um, these will be posted, um, uh, tomorrow, uh, during the, uh, during the day of the series finale. So I got this one that I'll share with you now. If you can see Aww. that. Um, of course we had to put ourselves in there, um, for it. And then let's see. I like that you're taller than BJ. Well, I am in real life. So, oh, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the other one, let's see. And the other one is going to be this one, um, uh, which I thought was kind of cool because of, oh, whoops, that's the wrong one. Why does that happen? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> instead of Terrence. Yeah, instead of Terrence. I, I just pop up right above Terrence. Just <laughs> <Right on. laughs> this one BJ's taller than you. Yeah, I, I figured he was stepping on something like a like Terrence. a step stool or something, like a s like a stool or, or Terrence. Yeah, <laughs> Terrence, right. Right, right, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pop those up to uh you know for tomorrow's cool. uh, series finale. So kind of sucks, yeah. but you know. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a weird one. It's gonna be weird for all of us, I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I mean, um, because it's like half a decade, man. Like five yeah. years of our lives, and it's it it it's gonna culminate in that that episode, which personally, I think it's like I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen yeah. it, but it's like I I acted in it. I've read the script, and I. I know what it's going to happen in it, right. unless they they reshot a bunch of stuff. It's like I think it'll be an, it's an okay season finale. 
it's an it's it's a good season finale. Right. And you know, we're going to go, okay. And what's going to happen? <clears throat> but for a series finale. Yeah. You will never, ever. And they can, you know, the producers, anybody can wax poetic. Ints can say, well, I felt like it's a good, you know, ending to the show. And I'm going to call bullshit on that. I'll, yeah. I'll, that's bullshit. Don't. That is not, that is not a fitting <laughs> end for all these characters. Um, there is no real resolution for it. I mean, in, in real life, okay, I get it. But this, this show wasn't supposed to be real life. The shows, these characters deserve way more respect than that, like a proper send off. And to be honest, as a human being, I feel kind of cheated because if we had known that was going to be the end, we would have said proper goodbyes to each other too. And not just right. cast members, the cast members, <clears throat> said proper goodbyes to the crew. Right, who I love, I adore, and that's what hurts the most is that they're they all out of work suddenly. But to the characters too, to say goodbye to the characters, to put them the rest properly, that's that's not a dignified ending to them, in my opinion. And again, this is my opinion. But what do I know? I've only acted the role for like ten years <laughs> and played the part and like bled that for that role and done so much to bring that that role to life and to and you know, I just I can't help but feel a bit like robbed yeah. and all that too. And I I've <clears throat> never one to complain about stuff like that. But in this case, I'm going to cry foul. I'm going to yeah. say that it's it's. I don't think it's right. I don't it's, think it's right. It's unprecedented that a show at its height, at its peak. I mean, and especially since Netflix, right? Like you guys were already big in Canada, but when you guys hit Netflix, people were talking down here. And every time a new season, like they're going to be talking, there's people that don't know that this show is, is going to be gone after season five. And they're going to find out when it hits Netflix and they binge and they're like one season six coming. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Firefly crowd. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Season two. What? Well, I mean, Firefly was different. Like it was only one season and people really didn't discover it till it after like, you know, re-airs on sci-fi or, or DVDs. But this is a show. Like, could you imagine if they canceled friends after five years? You know, like at, when it's at its peak of popularity yeah. and you guys are getting, you guys were getting very popular in the States because of Netflix and around the world too. Yeah. Um, and I have never seen. I can't recall a show like this that is that good at its peak, not coming back for not for not because it wasn't any good. Like you guys were not taken off the air because the show had gone stale and shit. It was not none of those reasons and and certain politics or whatever the hell was going on behind the scenes. Like it really, it's just unprecedented that a show get is gone like this. I mean, Shit's Creek got a got a you know got a series finale, but it was on their terms. And I I always thought once Shit's Creek was over, that you guys would take over as like the number one comedy show in Canada, and a lot of it on streaming too. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens when you guys are on the pedestal yourselves. Like, how many people are going to discover the show? It's going to be fucking amazing. And as a fan, I know, I know, like I'm bitching to the choir because you're you're knee deep in it, you're, you're neck deep in it. But for me, as a fan, I'm just like fuck, like god damn it, like you know, Snyder Cut fans can complain all they want because those first two, you know, movies were shit. But 
<clears throat> you know, that would that, it would be like if those two movies for Snyder were amazing and they just pulled the rug from underneath him. You know, and that's not the that's the case here. Is that this is a really good show at its height, and it's not coming back, and it just really fucking sucks. Yep, really yep. sucks. I, I won't get to see the ending of you know what happens with Appa, what happens with Uma, what happens with Appa and um, Jung, what happens with um, you know Jung and and Shannon, what happens with all this other stuff going on, and it's just fuck, man. It's not yeah. happy about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and and join the club. Yeah, right? like like you say, you're 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 bitching to the choir. Um, yeah, and it yeah, it's 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 not ideal. It's not ideal, right? And and nobody's happy about it. It's and I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to say. I mean, we we talk about this a little bit before, and you can everything that you say is valid, right? It is unprecedented. It is a little bit odd. Right. I mean, it's, and that's the thing. And it's, it's like, it's complicated. There's so many issues at play right now. And, uh, you know, now and on this, on this event, this, this platform is not the time to, to talk about, like, to really sort of discuss those reasons <clears throat> why. Right. Um, and like we said before, there are so many great memories, so many good episodes and so many opportunities personally and professionally for the cast and for everybody else involved in the show. And, one really wants to, you know, I've been, I've been advised, you know, as the whole, like, don't cry because it's over smile because it happens. And yes, of course, of course, but it's like you say, it's a sudden ignominious ending. It's unprecedented. And I know people are trying to, to sort of, Hey, here's a silver lining, but it's kind of like, you know, if somebody dies, we are very close to, and people say, well, at least they're not suffering anymore. Like that's cold comfort, right? Yeah. And you yeah. kind of go, I understand the sentiment, behind <clears throat> it, but really not cool, not yeah. fucking cool. You don't see it, you know. It's it's just like, and the emotions surrounding it are raw. I'm still hot. I'm still raw about yeah. this. This is the most, um, I think uncensured I've spoken in public about it uh, is on this podcast. The rawness is real. I mean, like for me saying that I, you know, I think. I have, having not seen the now season finale, I think it's a shit ending. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I, as a series finale, I don't think it, it passes muster. I think it's yeah. that's a pretty weak statement. Right? That's not a way to say. And Al Gonrick, I don't think that's a good way to say goodbye to these characters. But what do I know? I'm just an actor who plays this character, right? And that's yeah. what it's always. It's always sort of that's part of the frustration, right? It's like act. And and say good things, but only when it suits us. And then once we're done with you, you just buy. That's business. That's that's how it goes, right? It's it's yeah. like the the loyalty and the good service and the goodwill takes you so far, but beyond that, yeah. There you go. So, well, <clears throat> at least you're going to be in what six Star Wars shows? <laughs> <laughs> I the possibility. Well, who uh, knows? Who knows? Yeah. Because it could just hey man. I just went through something where, hey, the ratings were good, the the, the critical acclaim was great, we're known internationally, and the show is dead. Yeah. Right? So, and by the way, I want to say to everybody who's like saying, you know, the whole save Kim's convenience, the petitions, that that is just so lovely. I love seeing that support. Um, it, it's wonderful to to see that 
so many people are like, I mean, to be frank and to be an asshole about it, so many people are pissed off. The show is done that they want to do something like that. And I, I love that. Um, but I also want to go on record to say that, you know, um, the, the show isn't going to come back. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. It's, it is done. And that's the sad, that sad truth of it is right now the show is done. There's yeah. no bringing, cause it wasn't a network decision. The networks wanted it. So when the produ- when the production team calls it, what can you do? Right. So there's that. I want to pe- pe- uh, for people to keep that in mind before they start throwing CBC under the bus because they really wanted the show. They wanted yeah. it to go on. And uh, in fact, we have been greenlit for season six. So yeah, most 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 uh, networks when they're doing a hit show, they don't like say fuck it, let's just end it because we yeah. stop. We don't like making money. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So nobody, that, yeah. It so is, no, it no is network's going to do that. But. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I know I brought you on for the series finale, but I feel like we're going to beat a dead horse if we talk, keep talking about the series finale too. Cause like that's yeah, basically my thing is I'm mad that it's over. I mean, I think I had like six or seven memes just put out. Yeah. Once I found that news, I sent it to you a couple times, a few of them. The, 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 the Dong Jim one was a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but let, let's switch a little bit to something happier, which is, uh, collect. Well, first of all, your hat. So thanks for wearing the hat. Um, go. with it. Um, thanks for sending it. Uh, yeah. It, it was only, uh, it only took like what a month and a half. <laughs> expedited too. Right? Yeah. It was expedited too somehow for a month. God and a half. bless the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. Um, so that was great okay, for COVID. paying for that. Yeah. Uh, just so you know too, uh, you got a couple of these coming your way too. One for you and one for BJ. Nice. Um, you should probably send another one. You should probably just send him a check for getting better internet service too. <laughs> well, I don't know. He made a lot of money off of me recently because I bought a lot of his, his black series. Yeah. Like, like a lot. Like yeah. to the point of, I was looking at that number and went, that's obscene. How the hell did I, how did I spend so much and get so little? <laughs> well, it's probably still cheaper than eBay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of toys, what's your favorite toy that you got right now? What's the favorite? What's what's the one favorite thing that you got right now? Um, I I went on a bit of a fucking spree, and uh, but right now I have it. Actually, it's right here. I haven't unboxed it yet, but I'm gonna pull it right up. I got this. I made a connection with someone at uh, Sideshow Collectibles. Oh, that's fucking sweet. So I got this deluxe version of the Mandalorian Child. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So there it is. Is that going to be a, one of your one of your videos? When oh yeah, up? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Uh, they sent me a bunch of stuff, actually, sideshow. So that's all going to get unwrapped. Like they sent me R two D two, Luke from Return of the Jedi, uh, a great uh, hardcover book, which is a history of sideshow, which is basically a big catalog of shit that I want that I can't get. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then of course I've got the one to one skill. Like the 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 one to one scale statue of Grogu or the child. That I, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh man, it's it's gorgeous. I've sent you pictures. Haven't I sent you pictures? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's stunning, stunning. So I got I got I've got a whole sideshows unboxing video to do. Um, I've gotten I've leaned hard into the NECA uh, line of collectibles. So. It's all Andrew Fung's fault too, because yeah, of the, yeah. the future shit. Like I saw some of the figs that I got for him uh, for for Christmas and his birthday, and I was like, "Oh shit, these are beautiful!" So I 
got a bunch of those. And then in looking though for those, I saw the, the 40th anniversary of the alien NECA figures. And so right. now that's, that's my, those are my grails right now that I'm looking for because they're hard to find up in Canada. Right. I got two so far. It's like uh Dallas the, and oh, okay. uh, for the 40th anniversary. So Dallas and Ripley. Um, and then, so I'm looking for Kane, Ash, and uh, the big chap. No, I got big chap alien. Uh, Kane, Ash, um, Brett, and Parker. I've got those on pre-order. They've been released, but for whatever reason, our version of GameStop, which is EB Games, they're very slow at getting out the orders. Wow, EB uh, Games. Yeah, you guys no, love the EB Games. Company. It's just a different name. No, I know. I remember EB Games. I, GameStop bought EB Games. Right. Like down, so like down here, there's no more EB Games. It's just GameStop. Yeah. I remember yeah, up here, there are no GameStops, just EB games. I remember going from one in, in New Jersey. This is like back in the day. There was one video game store here, which I think was electronic EB games, EB games. Cause they used to be called electronic boutique, I yep. think. Electronics. And then it was GameStop was around the corner. So I, that's where I would go. I would go to one video game store and then make the, make the turn and go to the other one. Right. They were that close. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Wow. EV games. I haven't heard that name in a really long time. Yeah. So I got, <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff on pre-order with them, but it's COVID times, right? So they're really slow. Like all the deliveries are, are, are being delayed and whatnot. And they, they've got reduced staff. And so all, all the pre-order stuff is, it's finally starting to trickle out. Yeah. Off of there. So um, let me see. Let me see if I could show you something I've gotten that I like. All right. Uh, so, you know I'm a huge Transformers person. Oh, yeah. So, they released... Wait, let me see here. This way. This. It's from the movie. Yeah. See, it's okay. from, the, from the, actual, the only Transformers movie. Right. Um, and it's, it's Grimlock. Grimlock. Yeah, yeah. But it's also got... Gigantic. Yeah, it's also got Wheelie right here, too. Oh, cool. Um, so, that's one of my favorite ones right now. And like I told you before, like I only collect for looks. Right. Now I'll, okay. I'll buy anything if it looks good. Like if I think it looks looks cool. Um, like I'm not into pop figures, right? But the one that they just released that would have been at celebration was like this hologram pop figure. Um, that looked cool. I would have gotten that if I had a chance to get that one too. Oh, and then here's the, here's another one. This was from Target that I found. Oh. Is that Thanos? Yeah, like with the but comic Dog. book, but comic book Thanos, right? So yeah, yeah. I've been trying well, to get you into Marvel Legends, but you won't. You no, won't do it. no, it's too hard. Look, uh, there's one Marvel Legend I'll get. I'll get. I'll get Shang Chi. I will oh. get Shang Chi. Um, the, they leaked the image of that, by the way. Yeah, Simu. I saw that. I saw that. Looks great. The sculpt looks great. It looks like him. Yeah, it's little Simu. That's what I'm, I'm going to buy. Like five of them, and I'm going to get him to sign one. But the other ones will be my little Simu army. <laughs> little Simu, he's gonna be following me around. Uh, so here I found a, a NECA alien, big chap. Nice. It's, and I love like figures, man. Nowadays they're not even for kids, man. They're for collectors. The details that go into the to figures now. Yeah. I mean that's star. I think Marvel and Star Wars started using that new technology where the faces look so much better. Yeah. Photos. Like if you look at the first ray from the force awakens to rise of Skywalker ray, it's completely different. The, the yeah. technology that they're using. So yeah, the, the Simu, I, I saw, I saw it on his website. Like 
It looked good. But I have I also have the comic book version of Shang Chi too. Yeah, without the shirt on. With Marvel Legends, the the Marvel Legends Shang Yeah, without the shirt on. He's got like the red the red pants, I think, and a red bandana. That's the one I got. Um back in the day. I mean not a lot of Chinese Marvel characters, so whenever I can get one Whenever there's one out, I got to get it right. um, for, <laughs> for it. Um, I got this, actually. Hold on. There's a place called Gotham Central that I went by, and uh, I just I, I won a bet. There was a challenge contest uh, Andrew and I had. Uh, we were doing a Nissan spot right. uh, Nissan Canada, and so we're going on a road a rogue trip, the new Nissan Rogue. And, and the, the whole premise is, you know, he and I are going on a road trip, and uh, one of the stops was Gotham Central, which is this huge – Comic book slash collectibles shop out in Mississauga, which is like a, a, a borough or a burb of Toronto. It's sort of like what, uh, you know, New York City, there's, there's Brooklyn, right? Mississauga's right. not like Brooklyn. It's, but it's, it's kind of like that in terms of you got to go all the way across Toronto and, and past a certain point. And technically it's part of Toronto, but it's still Mississauga, I right. think. But, uh, so I got, <clears throat> I, went, I, I kicked Andrew's ass. And so he had to buy me a collectible. And I found this. This is like from Hero Collectors. Wait, what'd you kick his ass in? It was a drive, it was a, uh, an obstacle course. Oh. So in driving. And so I, I drove through it in a parallel park faster than him. I beat him by like eight seconds. That's a lot. Yeah. So I got this and I just, I was looking at it. I was like, Oh, okay. And I, I didn't get a chance to look inside, but when I did, I was blown away by the level of detail for this. Uh, I'm just gonna pull it out right now. This is that's from the newer. Sh- that's from the more yeah. recent show, yeah, right? This is the 2004 reboot. <clears throat> yes, she. But this is a heavy raptor, which really, I mean, the detail on this thing. Oh yeah, gorgeous. The paint job too. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm I'm really blown away by it, right? And it's got you know the the hard points for the for the rockets for the missiles, guided missiles. It's got, I mean, these, these are all helicopter emplacements here, right? Like this is for atmospheric thing because you got folding fin aerial rockets right there, right. chain guns, and none of this stuff is going to translate to space. And it looks like it has Hellfire missiles right there as well. You right? should get, uh, you should get Bo Katan herself to sign it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, Katie. Hey, uh, I don't have a Viper. I know you're a Viper pilot, but, uh, sign I got this Raptor. Yeah. Can you sign this, please? Um, so, um, we do a lot of collecting. Yeah. Um, we've been doing a lot of collecting. You are, besides BJ, you're the biggest collector I know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, I got a lot of other friends that, that like a couple other friends that collect, but nobody who's like every week, every day, like looking for something. BJ is the only other one I knew besides you. Right. Um, with, I have another friend that collects, but he doesn't collect as much, um, as much as BJ does. Like he's re BJ's like really into the black series as you are. Um, for me, I kind of, I just love toys. So I always go to the toy section and look at everything. But as far as collectors, you and BJ are a different breed uh, of collecting. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, um, I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm getting from my YouTube channel. So I can do unboxings um, and stuff like that. Right. A lot of I'm not. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, the Black Series, it's so funny because that was a slippery slope because I had a couple of them already that were gifted to me. And, you know, they look cool. 
but it was just for me, I, I thought I was, and then I slipped down the rabbit hole because it was the whole, I'm just going to get Mando stuff. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it was just like, Oh, that's a really good looking figure. Like, like you say, if it looks good, you'll buy yeah. it. And so like stuff that I've got cosplay of, it's like, well, I got to get the stormtrooper now and I got to get the scout trooper and I got to get the imperial officer. And is that, right? was that, is that, Oh, it's Luke Skywalker. Is this the Hoth? You know, his, his, uh, pilot gear. Okay. I got to get that. Oh, is that a probe droid? Fuck. I got to get that. And it just sort of goes. And then I made EJ who's all like, Hey man, I got all these, these STCC like fucking exclusives. You want to buy it? <laughs> like, yes. So I buy all this stuff from him. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. But I'm actually thinking about stopping, uh, the black series stuff. Oh, really? Because well, it's getting out of hand or it's getting out of hand and it's a bit, honestly, it's getting, it's getting crazy in terms of, people wanting like you get caught up in the whole it's limited right like these are hard to get like commander uh commander cody there was a star wars vintage series like black series commander cody uh six inch figure and for whatever reason up here every like i think it sold out in the states too everyone went batshit over it and now all the scalpers go in and buy like every single one of them off of pallets they got guys who are checking walmart um, inventory showing up before the pallet comes out, ripping the pallet boxes open, grabbing the boxes and buying them out completely. Right. It's like, it's getting out of hand and like little kids can't fucking get this stuff. Yeah. Like, that's just a stop. Like, this is for kids, but everybody's trying to flip it and try mm-hmm. and turn it into, into a huge sort of money making thing, which is, I, I, you know, it's tough because like this stuff is for kids. I mean, kids can't play with this now. Because they're all gone. Some asshole's gone and bought 15 version, like 15, all 15 figures at the one store. And, and they go, oh, it's for my friend and my other friend and I'm buying for this and that. And I'm part of a group that does that too. So I'm just right. as culpable as well. But right. there's a part of me that kind of goes, yeah, but no, these kids aren't going to be able to play with them. Yeah. And I, I, know, I go, no. I go, but a parent's going to look at the price and go, there's no fucking way I'm buying you this. <laughs> this is 40 bucks for an action figure. No. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll do that for like the eBay stuff, right? But like, yeah. My dog. He's like a 70 pound black lab pit bull mix. And, uh, he's oh, right on my hip, right? Yeah, he, do- he doesn't give a shit. No, he just, no fucks given. Yeah, yeah. No um, um, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to be able to throw a Grogu because it's fucking gone everywhere, even like yeah. the little figure. Oh, um, I- one that retail for like, Fourteen ninety nine originally. Yeah, so now, it's like mini box. Yeah, mini box of Grogu. I remember I bought it. Like I ordered it online on Amazon before everything went batshit crazy, and I was like, "That's it? I paid fifteen bucks for something that's the size of like Popeye yeah. cigarettes, uh, the the Popeye candies." Um, but yeah, you yeah. can't now. They're like people are asking like fifty bucks for them. Really? I can't. I've actually bought figures for my five-year-old. She's kind of a little nerd like me. She likes right. this. She likes the Marvel stuff. She loves Spider-Man. Uh, Ghost Spider is her favorite. But I bought uh, I bought a Ghost Spider for her. I bought two of them, actually. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to give this to her now because she'll just fuck it up. Right. You know? <laughs> You know, I'm gonna give it to her when she doesn't care about it anymore, and then I get to keep it for availability. <laughs> well, that's why I bought two. Right, uh, but one was for me. But like, I, I kind of like if I give this to her now, I know she's gonna fuck it up, and maybe she'll appreciate it more later. Because right. the figures are like the Into the Spider Verse, uh, Gwen Stacy Ghost Spider 
looks fucking amazing. Like yeah. it looks, it's a great looking figure. Yeah. And it's really hard to find right now. And so is Miles. It's hard to find too. And I'm like, I don't think I want to give these to her. The Marvel Just, Legends versions? Yeah. The six oh. inch figures actually. Do I have, I have a Miles. I actually bought it from a guy who, cause it comes with extra pieces where you can build another character, right? Like you have to buy the whole set and then you can, from the set, if you open it up, each of the sets has a piece in it to build yeah, here's another. The, here's the Miles yeah. one. Yeah, we got right? those. And then here's the really good-looking Gwen Stacy one ah. with Spider Ham. Oh, that's perfect. Right. So. Yeah. So, but they look so good, and I don't know what they. I don't know what they're going on for. Like, I don't know what they're going for on eBay right now. Right. But I just know she'll fuck it up because she breaks every toy. Um. Place. Yeah, she plays with him. Um, like I, I got her, I got her Ang. Like they started coming out with six inch figure, uh, Avatar Last Airbender figures. And I got her Ang for Christmas or Santa Claus did. And, uh, the day she was playing with him, she tore the arm off already. Like Christmas <laughs> day, she tore the arm off. Luckily, like I have one for collecting because like I love the figures too. Right. But, um, but yeah, she broke the arm off of that one. Um, so like I, I, I pre-ordered like wave two to seven for because i love avatar the last airburn it's like one of my favorite things right um and and fuck i'm like Shyamalan for screwing that up but um but uh, i ordered all those figures for me like i'm not going to give her a single one of those um for because she'll just break them but but you know that's the that's the thing too like i the kids don't get to play with them because there's no way you can get there's no way you can get that mando that comes with the uh with grogu you can't just can't get it like no kid's going to be able to find it. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's exactly it. And they're, they're, they're showing up here in Canada now. And, but they have whole Facebook groups where it's like, they're at this t- Toys R Us and somebody's right. going and fucking scoop them all up. Yep. Like, yeah. If you're a parent who without, who's, who isn't in the know, you're screwed. You got, oh, yeah. There's no way. All the through scalpers to get it and stuff. So there's no way you're getting Bo Katan. That just came out. <laughs> nope. I, I think I have like three of them on pre order. Yeah, but that's different. Like, you can't go to the store and get them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once they drop, like, if you're not there when the store opens and you're not running to the section, you're not getting it. Yeah. You're just not. Yeah. So. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. And I was just bitching and moaning about, oh, they're going to be late. And then it's like, oh, I have three of those on (laughs) pre-order. That's different. I think if you pre-order online versus going to a store and buying 16 of them off the racks. Right. I think that's different, right? Like yeah. pre-ordering is the, uh, I mean, I Hasbro. This they're, they're creating that that demand, right? By not producing enough of these, and they know it's just like, yeah, well, it it just it's cyclical because it makes people buy into that frenzy. Because damn it, I missed out on the Bo-Katans. So when the Bad Batch bunch comes out, I'm going to make sure I pre-order like 17 of them, right? So that I won't get caught, and then I'll be able to to flip some of them. But in the meantime, it's it just creates more demand for these products. Yeah. Um, and that's why I want, I kind of want to take a step back as well, because I find I get myself caught up in that whole, the whole that, that as well. And I'm not enjoying it as much. It's like you have this stuff, but can you enjoy it? Really? It's like you enjoy the, the fact that you have it, but that's it. Other than that, it's just like, it's a weird thing that, and I'd almost rather like for the money that I'm spending on all these black series toys, I, Maybe I just go and, and buy more hot hot uh hot toys with it, right? The the details are way more spectacular. I have to wait between waves because they're producing them. 
so there's less clutter. Um, they're right. just more elegant. I, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things where it's I'm looking and going, yeah, some of this hot toys. And then it's 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 fun too because they're truly collectibles in the sense that they've stopped making them. So the part of me that likes to hunt stuff down, that's that part is engaged. And so yeah. now you get to go out and look for those grails. And when you finally have it, I'll do the unboxing video for it and it'll be there. And so like on so many different levels, that's more satisfying um, than getting all this stuff. That's why I'm, I think I'm really digging the, the whole NECA 80, Aliens 40th anniversary stuff um, because I, you know, it's, I, I got to search for it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even the Back to the Future stuff, I mean, that's real collectible stuff right yeah. there. Like nobody's going to, I don't think any kid is like, I want, I don't, I want a Marty McFly action yeah. figure to play with. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. The whole toy thing is completely different now because it used to be for the kids to play with. And then the collectors, you know, well, I, who were the kid, the collectors? Well, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Right. That got, you know, <laughs> I mean, we're always so, so now that we're, they're the ones with the spending power. Yeah. go, this is what I, I remember this as a kid, not being able to get these action figures. So now I'm going to get them all. Yeah. And it creates, and it's, it's like, yeah, man, that's, that's where it is. And in the younger group now of, of collectors, that's all they know, right? Like, it's like, yeah, so this is what it's about. And they go and, and they keep that ball rolling. But in terms of collectability now, I mean, unless they do a hard cap, like 500, a 500, unit run and that that's truly collectible but if something that's mass produced is like one of 15,000 numbered yeah. COA it's like well there's 15,000 of them out there yeah. is that really collectible I don't know I don't know so, I mean that happens with Marvels too Marvel Legends yeah. does the same thing yeah. I mean every time they come out with one like I remember when Red Hulk came out and it was like exclusive for for Target yeah. and I just wanted it because the figure looked good Yeah, um, but I couldn't find one yeah, I couldn't find one um, with it. So like, I'm I'm happy. Like, I'm like a mild mild collector now because I got really dis like I got really disheartened with. Um, I don't, did I ever tell you about Celebration Three? About the Darth Vader where they recorded the uh, James Earl Jones recorded voice for this action figure. No. Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot, please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. So it was the Revenge of the Sith, uh, basically, uh, celebration before the movie came out. And that's where I met BJ, actually. And so I was one of those guys. I was like, I'm going to buy 16 of these and I'm going to sell just in order to pay for my trip because it's expensive to go to celebration. So I sold two for like two or three times the amount. And then I was like, all right, I don't want to be doing this the whole fucking, you know, four days at celebration. I'll do this when I get home. If I can make two or three of the amount, I'll be happy, you know, just making two or three of the amount times the amount when I get home. So I got home and as soon as I got home, StarWars.com had them for like 50,000 of them online. <laughs> so I'm now stuck with like 12 of these. And the story goes, when I was moving from New Jersey to California, I sold one of those Darth Vader's uh, in a garage sale. 
for like a dollar. Oh, Jesus. And the battery had died so much, it sounded like James Earl Jones had like a really bad stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, that, that was like right there. I was like, all right, I'm done collecting. Like, this is ridiculous. Like that. I, I mean, the, 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 the silver lining in that was that that's how I met BJ was right. at Celebration three. But so I guess that's a good thing, you know, but you were collecting. Th- to profit though, right? Like, so that wasn't really collecting. It was a business for you. It was you. both. It was both. Yeah. Was, you flipping it. it I mean, both. it's the same thing with sneakers. People, like it, it's, it's interesting how everything can be come you know, made into a commodity, right? And you can trade and the value goes up depending on availability and, and stuff. And it's like, you had this, this hot property that was going to be great and totally fucking flooded the market with 50,000 units. You're like, Jesus, it all just dropped. And if you'd yeah. only just, at the con, you know, at celebration, just invested in getting rid of them, you would have been able to sell high, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's sort of like, well, yeah, those are those, and there are collectors that do that, that will, yeah. that will, for their own personal, they'll, they'll use it to pay for other purchases to continue the collection and stuff like that. And you get other guys who are just plain mercenary about it and the, yeah. the scalpers, right? And all they'll do is like, they'll try the corner of the market and, get as many of the, of, of the hard to find things they can because they've made backdoor deals with employees of these places. Or oh, just, right, right, right. You know? Yeah. And so like, no, I, make it off the skid. Yeah. <laughs> They're already out the back door, right? I usually do it. Like I only really do it when I go to conventions and it's usually just to pay for the convention. Right. Like if I can go to celebration for free after I flipped whatever I buy, that's great. Yeah. Um, and that's when I'll, that's usually when I'll own, I'll kind of like scalp stuff. But now I just buy stuff for myself. Like I'll buy an extra one just in case somebody wants it. Like I have another friend that collects too. Like I think I have like two or three Bocatons coming in. Right. Um, uh, for I think he didn't get one, so I'm probably just going to give it to him. Yeah, you know, because we do that. Like we just give each other collectibles. Like, <laughs> so it's not funny that his dad died, but it's funny that like we have this relationship where I was like, am I really going to get him fruit or like a card? I was like, fuck that. So I got him a, a, an action figure. Yeah. I was like, here's your, I'm really sorry your dad passed away action figure. I was like, yeah. that's just, that's just our relationship. Like, I was like, I'm not going to get him fruit or like a lasagna. Yeah yeah. 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 I was like, he's not going to appreciate it. I'm like, I'm going to get him a toy instead. So like, that's what I got him uh, uh, instead. So like, you know, like we have that. So like, he, but for like our birthdays or our Christmases, we always give each other toys. <laughs> Fucking grown ass men yeah. just giving each other toys. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy it? I mean, that's the thing. Right? That's I do. I do. I do enjoy that, that. You enjoy a chase. That chase yeah. is that. Like once you like when I saw these Thanos figures, right? Like I knew they'd come out, but I was like, I'm not gonna get one because like I'd have to get to the fucking Target at 7 a.m. before they open. An hour beforehand and beat these other guys who were trying to buy them to sell them. I just wanted, I just wanted because it looks like a good figure. Yeah. And it just happened to be sitting there one day. Like I was just going in to get something for the kids. And I was like, anytime I'm in Target because there's no Toys R Us now, anytime there's, I go to Target, I always look at the toys. So I go there and they're just sitting there. I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. So I had to buy it. You know, it's it. That's the type of collector I am now, and yeah. I could think Star Wars for that because I refuse to stop buying Star Wars movies until they like. I don't have a like. I don't have a 4K Star Wars movie. 
because I refuse to buy any of the original trilogy ones until they release. Theatrical versions. Yeah, yeah, the original versions. I mean, I can't tell you how many versions of the fucking DVD I have, the different versions of the VHS tapes I still have. You know, like, I mean, I even bought the special edition, like, episode one VHS, where it came with a, uh, it came with, from like, some of those frames from, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, an actual frame. Yeah. And, um, after that, I was like, this is just the same shit. Like, that's another reason why I didn't collect a lot of the Star Wars figures too, because it was actually just repackaging the same figure. Yeah. You know, like the Mando figure that's coming out. Was it yesterday that came out? It's basically the same figure with like another 0.2 cents of plastic accessories. Right. You know, <laughs> so but it's got a new box, Vic. Yeah, I know. It's got the new, got sh- new box. It's got the new shiny box to it. Um, but, but I don't have a Boba Fett. So like for me, when I found one, right. um, I was like, Oh, cool. I'll, I'll buy this because I don't have six of the identical figures of these. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the type of collector I am now. And like, I, I am a little jealous that you have that much shit and the stuff that you see behind you is not even close to the amount that you have. Oh no, this is all just sort of, I mean, I've seen stuff. pictures of your fucking collection. Like that's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it just, this is all set dressing basically, right? Like there's two proton packs back there. Those are my son's, like, they're spirit Halloween packs that I've modified to make it look more screen accurate. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I bought a kit from Ghostbuster fans, uh, to, to, you know, put the actual better cable ribbons on there. Um, you know, I haven't gone as far as to strip it down, repaint it and whatnot, but I did re, you know, put in a new light system, put in a new sound system, rejig the wands, and I mounted it on an actual A frame. So they look a lot more legit than they, two bits of strap that are like screwed in yeah, yeah, um, and stuff. But yeah, I mean, these are just the, the black series helmets that are behind me and they, they've upped their game in terms of that. And I've got yeah. on the side here too. I've got, again, there's a 3d printed uh, helmet and another one from backstage props. Uh, but all, all the really, really like the high end shits in the other room right there. Right. Like this is all just set dressing for, for when I do unboxing videos. Yeah, I don't have set dressing. This is just a kid's playroom. <laughs> hey, BJ was outside, right? That's true. He and was outside. He was in his garage. Too. Yeah. So I, I was mean, actually really excited because he was talking about upping his 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 game in terms of like his presentation and stuff. Like I heard he bought a light. He did. And he bought a nice microphone. Um, but it's like you know buying a new set of tires, like high performance tires, and not buying an engine for your car. <laughs> Yeah, he basically put like a $4,000 system in a Pinto. Right. <laughs> put a $4,000 sound system in a Pinto. Um, it doesn't really matter how, how many lights or whatever you buy if you can't, I can't see them. Like it doesn't happen. It only happens with video with him. It doesn't happen right. with like just recording our show. Right. But the video thing is a, is a major problem because of his internet. But what are you going to do? You know, like I'm gonna make fun of him until he gets on that. That's fine. Just keep tweeting at him. Like, is your internet better? Can you even see this tweet? <laughs> is I mean, your he, even faster? He doesn't know what we're saying tweet? about him, right? No, not yet. He'll <laughs> not until this releases. Like, he won't. He won't know for another two weeks <laughs> <laughs> that we've made fun of his internet right. this badly. Yeah, um, and that's, that's the thing too. Uh, you know, just getting back to the what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation which is the series finale of kim's convenience and stuff like that it's like but this is this is recording in advance obviously and so it's still really close to the announcement of of kim's 
um, you know, having the, the plug pulled on it, right? So emotions are still raw. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I, I recorded a message, uh, that I posted onto my, my Instagram account and it was just, I, I tried to write something and it was just, it was just too hard and I was just too tired. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna say it. And I pride myself on just being honest and, and just being as grounded as possible and not trying to put on airs and stuff like that. Uh, and that message was very emotional because it was literally three days after the announcement had been made. I had just, I'd found out just before I had to perform on live television, live stream video for Facebook and on radio for a reality competition in Canada called Canada Reads where you're debating books and I was defending a book and I'm, you know, I'm doing this in front of a live for, for a live audience, basically not, not in studio, but it, it's, it's going out there and, and this gets thrown my way. I get thrown under the bus. My phone blows up because of the, the Kim's being pulled and um, emotions were high. Like I had to, like I felt so raw and so tossed about. And so that's where the message came and it was good because it was so cathartic. I was able to finally just sort of, let people know how I felt because so many people were messaging me and texting me and saying, are you okay? Can we get a quote from you? Like media outlets trying to get me interviewed and stuff like that. And it was brutal because I was also being sequestered at a hotel away from my family because of COVID, because I was going in and into studio to shoot this thing. I had to be isolated basically or in quarantine. So I couldn't hug my wife. I couldn't hug my kids. Couldn't pet my dog. I was in a strange hotel room by myself and my world, my professional world felt like it was ending, right? So the culmination of all that was that video that I I recorded. And I tried to say a lot of positive things too, but it hurt and it still hurts, right? It's like you're grieving the death of a family member. It's You're you're fine until you start talking about it again and then all the emotions come up and it gets better over time. And I'm not going to discount that we had some fantastic times on Kim's and we did some great work and that's ultimately going to be the biggest takeaway is how many doors we opened and how we elevated the importance of representation, the idea of that and the practice of that. Um, and so there's that. And so, but the, the, the other byproduct is people see that video and because it's so raw, they think I'm shattered and like, it might, so I, I still get like, are you, are you, are you okay? Yeah. No, that was again, a good video. That was a good video. I reposted it on our Instagram. Oh, you um, did? Yeah, I did. I think, I think you, I actually think you liked it, but I'm not sure, but I did repost it. I, I put it to our story. Cause I was like, he fucking did it. He made me like, I was, you know, I felt it. I mean, I talked to you beforehand, yeah. but like, I think, um, but I mean, I don't, I'm sure you know this already, but in the, in the, in the forums, in the Facebook groups that I'm in and, and the Twitter hashtags and everything, like a lot of people of color, especially Asians are really devastated by the show not being on air anymore. Um, it just, it didn't matter that it was a Korean family. It was just like that type of Asian representation on TV and it being real, you know, like being a, a good, representation of a family like it you know there it is a sitcom there is comedy things about it but every now and again the asian part of it comes out and i'm just like oh i get it you know like it's just that little 
yeah. it's just those little nuances that you kind of get because it's you up there on the screen, you know? Yeah. You understand why Appa is the way he is or, you know, why he runs the household the way he does or, or how him and Jung, that was the thing that got me the most because me and my dad are kind of like that. Right. Um, and that relationship, um, you know, is, is kind of raw for me. Um, how you guys, you know, really, no matter what you try to do, you, you kind of, kind of butt heads because maybe you guys were kind of the same yeah and that's like that's what they say about me and my dad is that that we're kind of the same and that's why we butt heads so much um so not being able to see that relationship you know uh happen is kind of shitty um for for a lot of people of color and a lot of asian people not to have because there's not a lot of there's i can't think of another show with like that's like that that's on TV right now that I can watch that I can be like, Oh, Hey, I know what's going on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So kind of sucks really does. And I know you do. I know, I know, you know, it sucks, but you know, why don't we talk about the, the, the good stuff instead? Why don't yeah. we talk about, let's talk about it off the top of your head. This is kind of put you on the spot. What is maybe your five or three things off the top of your head right now? That is like something where you're like, Oh, that's a great memory from the show there uh honestly there there are so many um i mean we we laughed so much on that show that was a thing i mean i remember season one sort of walking on and and feeling like i was it was a dream right like just like this is this is a show where like there are four asian leads in it and i was i was number one on the call sheet and Nobody knew who I was, which is kind of like, oh, okay. And it's like, it's intimidating because you're there and you're with a crew and everybody's new. Nobody knows each other's names and the joy of, of just going around and making these strangers laugh and just being me and just trying to be Lucy, Lucy goosey. And, and there's a lot of pressure to, for the show to succeed, but it was as well. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to fail because we weren't prepped. So I'm really proud of the work that I put into it personally, uh, especially in the first two seasons where I just, I knew that no one was ever going to have to wait for me, that I was going to know every scene inside and out backwards and forwards. And if you didn't know your lines, I would type thing. So I memorized everything. I had choices made out. Like I didn't stop working that entire first season, first two seasons even when I got home, just because in my mind, it was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get this chance again. So I'll right. be damned if I'm going to be the reason why uh, right, right, it right. was no good. So I worked my ass off, but the joy of, of, of having that relationship, I've always envied that being a day player, like my career before then, for the most part was a couple of days on a set here or there. And it sets are busy places, man. Lots of shit to get done. They, they're on a schedule. And I always kind of envied the regular cast because they had a rapport with the crew, right? They knew each other. They're friendly. They would joke around. They're nice and loose. And not to say they weren't nice to me, but I was a day player. I come in. People are nice to you, but they don't go that extra effort to make you feel like you're actually part of something. It's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. And then they go off and they go to do their own world. And I knew that for me, I wanted our set to be different. And so I made it a mission to whenever a guest, anybody came on, if you had one line or you were a, a, 
uh, guest star or supporting character that you would feel like you were the most important person on the set. And I, that was my mission to make people feel comfortable. And because I know what it's like to walk onto a set, you're like the new kid at school. Right. And you need that one person really just show you the ropes, make you feel welcome. And so that's the, that's, I, I love that the culture building of that and getting to know the fantastic crew and like learning things about what they did on a set as well, like their jobs, like totally. It's amazing. Like asking the, the first AC, you know, when you're, when you're pulling focus, what are you looking for? Like knowing that they're like some of, some of the great ones are they're just, they, they learn your body rhythms as they're, as they're focusing, right? Like little things like that. We're like, Oh my God. Like they know how you're going to move because they've worked with you for so long. They know your physicality. So it, it helps for them to, to sort of, um, they're, they're sort of leading you and they, they know where you're going to go, right? They can anticipate, which is amazing, right? It's little, little fine, subtle details like that to even like having people so totally surprised that I'd even asked them what their names were. You know, it's like, Hey, I'm Paul. What's your name? It's like, what? It's like, what's your name? It's like, no one has ever asked me my name. Right. And, and little human things like that, which I'm so proud of, of doing At the there- end, every day I would go and I would personally thank everybody on the crew who is still around before I even went back to hair and makeup and got out of my costume. I made it my job to go around. And at first I think the grips especially were annoyed. You're like, what the fuck? Get out of my way. I want to go home. But for me, it was literally, thank you so much for your work. You know, I Yuri, thank you for your work. I love you, man. Like this and that. And, and after a while, the thank yous and the handshakes became hugs and it became right. a tradition and it became something that was for me. This is why I like to love the crew so much. Yeah. They really were family for me. Yeah. And so that I love will, will always be something that I'm so proud of and carried away. There are individual moments of absolute joy that happened almost every day. Yeah. On, yeah. You know, so it, it's stuff like that, that, that my cup runneth over. There's just too many to pick from. And I'm not trying to wax poetic or blow sunshine on people's yeah. asses. It's just, it's it's an aggregate of everything, which is yeah. what makes the ending the way it did hurt so much too. Right. So, what about? Let me try this one. What about what is a what is a person? Because like you guys have so many great cold opens. What's one of your favorite cold opens, or one of your favorite characters to do a cold open with? Um, always with uh, the cold open. One of the ones that sticks out the most recently um, is with Andrea. I love doing cold opens with Andrea. John Ng, who plays Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chin is great as well. I love, well, yeah, I love those yeah. too. <laughs> but there was one where there was a, a rollerblader in the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite cold opens just because Appa's such a bastard in it. Like he's such a, like, and he's like that. And it's, it, for me, that's all the different levels of Appa because he's talking about his past. He's, you can see that he's, he's kind of, he's very envious of the way the guy glides around because as he's talking about, how he knew this kid in Korea who would roller skate and he'd do all the, you know, the snake and shoot the duck. And he knows all these terms. And then he turns on and actively tries to sabotage the guy. So he gets hurt. Like, I love playing those different levels, right? Yeah. Uh, the one with the bullhorn. I love that was a good one too. Um, yeah. Which is a great opening cold open. Um, I like the one where you were with Mr. Chin and he thinks he's fucking stoned because he ate oh. a gummy. I didn't, for some reason, he ate it off a table or some shit. Yeah, he found it. Yeah. 
<laughs> he found it and you and you fucking turned it around yeah. and got like fourteen dollars out of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's another that one was I I remember reading it going, Really? All right, let's see if it works. And I remember Kevin saying, We'll see if this works or not. Yeah. It, it was an extra cold open. They actually were just like eh, kind of on the fence about yeah. the network would let it go or not, but it made it through. It was that was a good one. I, I love the cold cold openings. What's another? There's so many great cold openings. I always love the one where you're with a, a few of them with Rod. Is always oh my god, yeah. Oh Rodrigo, uh, of course. Like the ones where he when he came in and he had the change in his pockets when he's jogging. <laughs> he fucking came in and the physicality of the and he that's all him, right? Yeah. That, just to keep a straight face with him is is this. It's, it's it's almost impossible. There's another one with the cans. The yes, stack. where he had to get the one on the bottom, right? Yeah, fuck. And I, the thing I love about Rob is he's Rod is he's never off book. He literally he shows up that morning, and he's kind of like, um, you want to run lines? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And he still comes up with. I mean, he he's pretty close at the end. That that's some people's that's a process. But he's always in the moment, and it's always like I never know what he's going to do, and I love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, um, it's, it's always going to be fun. Frank is a good one too. Frank's had ah, a couple Derek of good ones Graf. too. Yeah, he's, you know he can teach a course on on how to how to be present and funny and real. Like Frank is ridiculous. If you listen to the stuff of this, some of the dialogue they wrote for him is just all over the place. And then they'll give him a page of rewrites the morning of saying, sorry, yeah, the, the, this entire monologue, which is convoluted to begin with, has now been reworked here. Yeah. And he'll nail it. Um, yeah. uh, he's a he's a professional, consummate professional, an absolute joy to work with. Uh, I love working with Derek. And Frank is such a fun character. He's such a foil for Uppa. He's just like, just yeah. to the pistol. I mean, that, that's a lot of Uppa's friends. They're, they're all antagonists to him. Right? Yeah. They all push certain buttons on him that set him off. Right. Even Mr. Meta. Yeah. I, I love the, is this, was it a cold opening where you guys didn't know each other's names? That was a cold open. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was a good one too. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one too. <laughs> they're all, I, mean, I, I love the thing. They're, they're all great. They're fun scenes. Yeah. Every cold open is a, is a ton of fun to shoot. So, yeah, those are good. Um, what about uh, in the five seasons uh, of Kim's? What is one where you couldn't keep a straight face and you had to do a lot of takes because it was so funny, or you guys would just had the giggles? The uh, garbage murder knife, the murder garbage knife one. <laughs> which oh, which scene? Okay, so the first scene where the cops come in. And, uh, uh, we go, the, the guys, the, the guy who's, cause there was, um, the captain and the other like constable that just sort of comes in originally, his name is Kevin. And, uh, I don't know what it was. We're doing the scene and they're talking about a stabbing that happened in the neighborhood and like, oh, like, so was there was something about, and his line was cause the guy got stabbed, right? Like it was just this offhand, but for whatever reason, I just, I couldn't keep a straight face and Kevin started laughing too. And it got to the point where we did, we had to stop uh, and take a bit of a break because yeah. it was just so disruptive. And it, it just became funnier that like it, it was funnier for us than it actually was. But it was that, you know, when, when the giggles come 
And as much as you try to get them out. And then again, when we did the, the whole other scene later on with the knife and it said, you know, and, 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 uh, Andrew's got the line of, Oh, that's gross. Did you get your, you know, you, you got my suede shirt, uh, skirt from the garbage. I said, Oh yeah. Did your skirt get stabbed into another man and then put it in my <laughs> mouth? No, like stuff like that. It was, it was so hard to keep a straight face for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Amanda, Amanda Bruegel, fuck, she's hard to, it, it's fun to get her to laugh. Um, because she's cheap as well. Right. And there was one scene where, uh, it was, I, Appa had to react and they wanted him to go, wah, which is a really sort of a, a positive, like, wah, this yeah, is yeah. good. Right. Um, and they had it written in there and said, uh, it doesn't quite fit because it's not really a good thing. It's not a wah. So I said, well, what is it supposed to be? And I go, I think maybe it's more of a, yeah. Was that the one where you caught her with, with uh, Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I went, yeah. And Amanda had to come back and go, not, yeah. And she did it so well. We all just <laughs> lost our shit. And then we couldn't do a straight take. Um, we couldn't get one done. So if you watch the edit of that, she goes, not, yeah. And they cut it before she bursts out laughing before the rest of us burst out because we couldn't get a clean take. Wow. And yes. now I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah, I I also like the one, uh, the episode where uh, Pastor Nina is staying over with you guys, right? And you're going through her fucking underwear drawer. You're going through her underwear. Not me. Oh, that was that it was, was it, it was Uma. Uh, that was a good one too. Um, and then <laughs> for some reason, you guys got dressed up for dinner, but then Appa just starts chowing down, yeah. like like he hasn't <laughs> eaten in four days. <laughs> Well, you know, that was something that was set up in season one. I remember um, they were doing set dressing and it was just after breakfast and the Oma was supposed to be cleaning up. And it was just like a bomb went off on the table. And looking down, there's like fucking egg and food all over, not on the plates, but on the table. Mm-hmm. I thought, what the hell am I, the cookie monster? Like, who eats like that? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, he's I was like, okay, I'm going to incorporate that. So whenever you see Appa eat, I purposefully made him as messy as possible like we all got that friend who eats a bag of chips not by taking a chip and putting it in his mouth but a handful and going and putting into the handful so all the crumbs fall i decided that's how uppa was gonna eat so whenever you saw him like "Mm," he would talk like my dad used to do that he still does that talk with his mouth full just can you stop please i love you you have to stop because noodle (laughs) you got a piece of and so that's me trying to like really go over the top with how my dad was and I knew I got it right because my eldest saw it. He can't watch that scene. He's so embarrassed by me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, stop, stop. And like in that, like I would spit out food in takes. And I had yeah. one where like a piece actually flew out and landed on, on Amanda's shoulder. <laughs> it was awesome. So that's how I got my nickname, Sir Spitz a lot. Oh, wow. Her. Nice. Like, What's it like working with Amanda? Like oh. your scenes between, um, Man, you guys can go from like laughing in one scene, the same exact cut. You can go from laughing to it's the, it's the episode. I forget which season, but it was the episode where, um, it's the fucking, the, the teacher with a really shitty kid. Yeah. And you, and you flick him. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I, I know why he flicked him. Like my, my dad probably would have been pissed too. Like, and. And it, you guys go from like, and and it's it's the at the end of the episode in the freezer. With yes. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. 
how hard I is crushed it? Cause you guys, you guys have those scenes where it's like really emotional. And there's that other one where I don't know if it's the same episode, but it's you and Amanda or uh, Uma and, 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 and her is she uh, up in her. And it's about like you telling up, you telling her Janet that, you know, you know, uh, Uma does the sneak attack, but I thought, I always thought like oh, yeah. we had a special bond and I was like, Oh God damn it. Where the hell did that come from? Like it gets me yeah. like with those, those scenes, like what's your favorite scene with, with Amanda that you can think of? Like it, it could be emotional or it could be funny. Like what was your favorite? Amanda no, I'm, sorry, not, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, not Amanda. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Pastor Nina, we don't have scenes like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Andrea. Yeah. yeah Andrea. Oh, like, well, you just listed them. Oh, I, I think, Season one, like that scene in the freezer with the, the flick, um, that's, I think, was the coming out of the in- incredible talent of, of Andrea Bang. She, that, that's when it landed for the, for the crew and the cast. Like, I remember our chemistry read. Oh, thank God you're leaving. Good. Out. Yeah, stretch. Take your time. Fucking dog. I love him, but Jesus, he's huge. Um, I remember the chemistry read, like auditioning with different Janets and Andrea came in and this is, this is against some really great actors who, who are auditioning for the same part too. But Andrea was the only one who got me mad. Like I got mad at her because she was such a kid. Like the scene just, it just exploded off the page. Uh And that was like, and she was mad at me and she'll take, she'll, she'll say that too. And it was just, did something happen was just like, wow, that was incredible. Like we, we, we just did that scene. It was full out. What was the scene or was it just written for the, for the, no, it was, I, I can't honestly, I can't remember. Okay. Um, but it was just a whole, I got really mad at her. Like as an upper, I got mad at her. Like, are you sick of sh-? And I just, whereas the other, with the other actors, it, it felt like we're playing a scene and now I'm going to like, it, it, it was like an audition, right? Yeah, that yeah. one was like, it just dropped into reality for what, like we became those characters. Yeah. And so the, like that scene in the, in the fridge, it's not scripted that she gets upset. And oh, it's, really? It's not. No, it's just her talking. Oh, wow. In the coverage and she goes and it was like, it was incredible being on it because it was so unexpected. We'd rehearsed it. You know, we went through the lines, set up the camera, go time. And then her performance just, it was just so real and so raw. Yeah. Um, and just so grounded and the, the hurt and the yearning for forgiveness was just so honest. Uh, it was like the, the camera guys were crying, right? And, and makeup and war, you know, makeup, hair, everyone is crying in video village. They saw that. And she was just so vulnerable. Like everybody just, Fell in love with 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 Andrea and with Janet right there because she was just so sorry. Yeah, that um, was a that was a great scene. Yeah, and then having to spin around for me to have to try to hold all that in too, right? Yeah, is I don't know. My dad never cried in front of me, and like Appa cries a lot in Kim's Convenience, like yeah, way yeah. more than my dad did. And that's part of me. Like I, it's hard for me to hold it back and not have a tear or two leak out. Like that's yeah. always my my big thing is like I cannot cry. Which makes it almost impossible to not cry, right? Like it is, it's one of those things. So there's that moment in the fridge, end of season one, the whole like at the door, 
Like you won't even notice I'm gone. And then I, I stop and I go, I will know, right? Like that whole saying goodbye to her. Um, so many moments, uh, the, uh, these tears are not for you scene with Raj. Right? Oh God. I love that scene. Right. There's I love that. that scene. Um, the, the, uh, yeah, the, the lies, the, the scene where he's like, um, the bright be- the beacon of truth when he's, he's saying like, you know, we, we have something and it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, Oh, that was when he she lied about going away. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In like high school, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Andrea is amazing to work with, and that's my favorite part of working with her. Was is their relationship? I mean, they can say, "Oh, I, you know, Janet and Oma," but it's really she's she's Daddy's little girl. Yeah, yeah. And he he's he loves her for that. Like that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and that's uh, the heart of the play too. Is the, their relationship. Yeah, I, I love their relationship a lot. Um, what about, uh, uh, I've already taken up over an hour of your time. I'll try to go through this pretty quickly because now I'm like getting into the weeds of things. I, what about uh, your favorite scenes with uh, with uh, Gene? Um, like all one the word stuff. The bedroom stuff? <laughs> it, <'cause, laughs> well, they're, they're, the, they're the most, um, I mean, they're the most vulnerable with each other. And I love the fact that we are portraying a married couple that is still very much in love that still has a very healthy f- physical aspect of their relationship um you never see that ever portrayed on television yeah you really don't especially asian parents yeah especially asian parents i mean yeah old white people sure but like for for an immigrant family like that kind of the screens are down they're in their own rooms and the stuff that they talk about i love because they talk about their relationship what the kids are going through, this or that. Um, there's that great, uh, just, just this last season, um, the one, the episode with kimchi, uh, where we like the chance encounter. Yeah. And he's there and he's like, you know, kimchi is fun to get along with. We're alike. You and me, we're different, you know, but we still find a way to work. And it's just so, he's just so bewildered and so hurt. And so he's just like, why is it so hard for me and Jung? Why? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because he's just so, he's just so vulnerable. Yeah. In that moment. And he wants to know why. And it kills him that he can't even get along with his own son. Yeah. And he loves him so much. Right. And so that's stuff like that. I love, I love yeah. so with, with Jean. Um, those are, those are great moments. So like I love having those scenes with her. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, like, yes, it's an Asian show, but the, the, like I said before, the relationship that you have with Jung is kind of like how me and my dad are. So like when you have those, that scene, especially um, when he's like, I don't understand why, you know, it's so difficult. It's like, I mean, if I thought about it, I'd probably start breaking down too. Yeah. Um, so like that, you know, and I, and it, you know, it's, it's, those emotions are basically surrounded by all these, this, these great lines and this great comedy, but it's those little nuggets of like this emotion that, that really hits you, you know, because like we were just talking about that freezer scene about how emotional it was. But one of my other favorite freezer scenes is when you're ripping ass in that freezer and you tell Janet, the only way she's getting off is she can get you a drink from the back. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's, it's that funny stuff like there. Okay. So we did Gene. We did, we did, a, we did, a, we did, a, we did a, uh, not Amanda. Keep, keep saying Amanda. Um, Andrea, Andrea, what about, uh, well, what about Andrew? Let's, let's go to Andrew oh, because you just, well, we do so few. So anytime I get a scene with Andrew is my favorite. 
Yeah. I mean, we've got a great chemistry. Um, that last uh, episode that we had chance encounter, yeah. I loved. I love working with Andrew. We have this great. Uh, we really wanted to build that whole uh, the relationship between because Andrew's because Kimchi doesn't have Kimchi's dad wasn't around, so right. we wanted to really build that sort of the fact that you know Kimchi doesn't have a dad, and Uppa's feels like he's lost his son, and so here he's got the surrogate son, and he can. He can be the fun up. He can give the advice and, you know, his son isn't pushing back and calling him an idiot, basically. Right. And we wanted to see how that would translate into the relationship between Jung and Kimchi and bringing it. And you see flashes of that too, right? Like with the parenting styles and the, and some truths are like told. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and that's, that's interesting. That's a really great dynamic. So stuff like that. I loved in the season before when he was staying over at the Kim's family and up oh my God. the monster and ate all the food and let she take the blame for it. Like I yeah. love that. They cut so much from that though. Oh yeah. Like yeah, there was a lot more stuff to it, which would have made it like the whole episode could have just been me, me and Andrew Riffin <laughs> and having fun in character. There's um, not a lot of, uh, it- is there, there's not a lot of uh, of those like blooper reels or or cut scenes that are out there in the internet. Yeah, I think you guys did bloopers for like season one and two, and then I can't season find any more. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. they do have they have them somewhere. I don't know why they don't get released because they'll have they they would have blooper reels for the for the closing the rap parties and stuff. Uh, so they're kicking around on somebody's hard drive somewhere. Yeah, um, I'd love to see those. But they also say yeah, like there's some that are like over an hour long. I'd like, see it. Yeah. I'd watch it. Like, what about what about uh, what about Simu? Your favorite, uh, most memorable scene with uh, with Simu? Um, season. Why again? We were we always kept apart, right? So whenever we do get scenes together, they're, they're yeah. memorable. Uh, season one, the hospital. I love. Uh, yeah. With that, um, and then uh, season two, where you see a bit of that fire at the end, like at the handy graduation. Where, oh yeah, you know, they, yeah. They, they, like they're, they're pretty intense scenes, right? Uh, season three, the Appa's first text, I love that. <laughs> with them, yeah. like them sort of bonding at at the club, um, and then uh, yeah, like whenever they get together, it's a momentous occasion, right? In season yeah. four, Soccer Dad, that was right? a good one too. Yeah. That one, it, it is, and there's there's something really cool about having them sort of inch closer and closer. To reconciliation, season five, we get really close, right? I, like, I haven't, I haven't watched the episode. I'm yeah. like I said, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, I, I know what happens, but yeah, I, I've read it. I've acted in it. This is airing like just before uh, this podcast is being released, just before the series finale <laughs> is, is being aired. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like they're civil to each other. <laughs> it's not. That's not a resolution. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. It's not a satisfying resolution. Yeah, I don't think that's much of a spoiler. Uh, that there's no resolution um, with it. Uh, let's see. Did I leave anybody off? I'm trying to think now. Did I leave anybody off? That's a no. I mean, there's Gerald, like Ben. Oh, Bush, Gerald. Yeah, right? there's a there's a lot of great. Yeah. Uh, there's I a lot of great reports. Benny, Benny yeah. so much fun. Um, and again, it's just because he plays like Gerald. Even the progression of Gerald during the season has been great uh, over the seasons just because he's he's still like terrified of Uppa. Yeah. Uh, but he's got, you know, he's grown though. Like he's he's less terrified. And he understands him a lot more, especially since he's gone. I think, I think like when it comes to 
I don't know how it was for you, but for me, a lot of my white friends, actually all my friends were white growing up. Um, they were intimidated by, uh, my mother was the disciplinary one. So like, they always thought she was like growing up as a kid. Like I, I, I talked to some of those guys now, but like growing up, they were like, I was so afraid of your mom. Like, <laughs> and I think it was that Asian thing, you know, like, cause I was not afraid of either one of their parents. Right. But it was that Asian thing. So like, I understand why Gerald is intimidated by Appa because I've yeah. lived through it, you know? So that's, that's interesting to see Gerald be that way with, with Appa. Ben is just such a fantastic actor and comedian. And, you know, he used to do, he did this all the time in season one is he would mutter things as Gerald under his breath. Yeah. Yeah. And I could hear them, but the camera couldn't necessarily. And he would always just fucking kill me because he would just, and then he just, as the year, as the seasons went on, he got surly. So it's like, and cut, fuck you up. And like, he would just like, be that guy, which is, which is hilarious. That's great. Um, That's great. Uh, yeah. we kind of already did what your favorite, one of your blooper things with Amanda is, but there's there any other ones that stand out with Amanda? Um, no, I mean, fuck. I, you know, she is the con, she's a consummate professional. She's so smart and she's so good at what she does. Like she is, she drops into Pastor Nina and I love she, Pastor Nina. Yeah. She's amazing. She's just amazing. And you know, it's, it's fun because, um, I, I love bugging her in between takes and chatting and we'll have talks and like she'll fucking tease the shit out of me too. Right. Like, so she gives it and we give, we prank each other. I got like we had this running joke thing where I would say like you're you're so oily your skin is so oily <laughs> that's where the entire budget for makeup is going to soak up all that oil on your skin right yeah um and then and then she you know well you spit so much you you're all you know so sort of spits a lot and this and that and so right, right. I I love you know I just she's just so she's a real deal like she's gonna be a superstar she is a superstar. Like she's in everything up here now, right? Like, and she, you know, with Handmaid's Tale, and like her, her, her star is just gonna rise because she's a good actor too. On top of that, like she is uh, super smart, super kind, super talented, and just is is just she's got such a range. She can yeah. do the, the deep, heavy, like ah, terrified, shrieking stuff from like, you know. Handmaid's Tale and like Snowpiercer and go all the way to the comedy to Pastor Nina and in between too, right? Like yeah, she's yeah. the art cases up here and working moms and every show in Canada, basically Amanda Bruegel has either guest starred on or is a recurring character on. Yeah. That's how, that's how versatile she is. And that makes her a fantastic actor. Uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite parts was during the uh, auction for the bat and she it's the exchange that you guys have where you're like, if you end it now, you know, I'll give you the bat or whatever. And she just screams it out like, all right, it's all over. You know, like I just love those little exchanges with, with pastor Nina. Cause she goes from, (laughs) she goes from calm and collected to sometimes really wanting to let loose like the scene where, uh, she comes in and 
it, I don't think it was season five, but there was a playoff of season five, but it was like maybe season four where you're trying to get her to admit like who won the, 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 oh, the league game. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's like, Oh, we, we crushed them. That's you a know? cold open. Yeah. 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 That was a um, one. Yeah. And that's the thing that she says, uh, Amanda says, you know, Pastor Nina is like the nine year old version of, of her. And I don't, I totally believe it. <laughs> she plays Pastor Nina like a child, like Some, yeah. the impulsiveness uh, of it and stuff. And I love that. And like the little nuanced things that she does, like not being able to pronounce Korean words and then still like, <laughs> like little yeah. things like that afterwards. And she does things that make Pastor Nina so real. Like she'll purposefully flub lines a little bit to keep herself on it. Like it's amazing the stuff that she does. Oh, the other favorite part is when uh, they invited her over to watch an all Korean uh, soap opera. Yeah, and she, and she says that? something like, "Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, it is less distracting without the subtitles." But she has no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, Paul, it's 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 over an hour. I, I you know, we could go for on for hours, like always. Um, but I, man, I just want to say from fans, thank you for bringing Appa into our lives. Um, this is a bittersweet podcast. I'm sure you'll be on again, uh, for other stuff. Um, whatever you're, can you say what you're on next? Like, do you have anything in the, in the woodworks, uh, besides your YouTube channel? Uh, can you mention anything or no? It's, it's, uh, NDA stuff. No, I can't. I can't. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be busy. Um, but again, thank you for, uh, for being a good friend, but also for, you know, bringing Appa. Uh, into my life and everybody else's life. Like I, I just love that family. I love the dynamic and man, I don't even know when I'm going to watch the series finale. I really don't. And it's not, obviously it's not because I don't love it. It's just because I don't want to say goodbye. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, but thanks man. It, it's such a great character. I love that character. And you know, I know it's not coming back, but me and BJ are hoping for a TV movie one day, uh, to tie things up. Um, that would be awesome. I wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. Say no to that. Um, um, you want to plug anything before we say goodbye? Hey, bitter Asian dude, man. That's my YouTube channel. I apparently have a lot more time on my hands now. So if you want to check it out, some, check out the geeky side of me. Um, we're doing a lot of unboxings. Uh, and uh, I got a new line of merch out there, too. So if you visit www.bitterasiandude.com slash merch, you can get a sweet, sweet hoodie like this. Vic and BJ will be getting there soon. Uh, I also have caps, hoodie, uh, I've already mentioned the hoodies, uh, caps and beanies as well. And we've got some limited edition stuff coming out, which I think, uh, everybody's going to really dig. Um, oh, you got beanies? I love beanies. Yeah. Those are new. Those are uh, new. Did you do the patch? Is it a patch? Uh, it's, it's embroidered on. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so what cool. we're going to do is we're going to keep the merch line kind of fresh and rotating. So we're going to have stuff in limited runs. So like these hoodies aren't going to be there forever. Same with the the beanies or the caps. Uh, we've got some other really, really cool branded stuff that we want to get out there. Um, but we want to see how this this initial run of merch goes. And the bitter hats have been selling really, really well. And same with these hoodies. This is, I swear to God, one of the most comfortable hoodies I've I've ever owned. And one of the things that we're really pushing for the for the brand because I've never never sold merch before or had it. It's like we want the the highest sort of quality stuff. Like so you want the hoodie that's not gonna pill up. Like when, you know, the fabric's going to get super thin. This hoodie's going to last. The colors are going to last. And it's super comfy. I've been wearing this pretty much like nonstop since I got it just because, A, it's got my shit on it. But it's comfy. It's comfy. Yeah. And I think it looks good. So there's that stuff, um, the YouTube channel. And um, 
yeah, that's about it for now. I mean, I, I, I'd say watch Kim's Convenience on Netflix when it comes out in the U.S. Season five will be there April 14th. Usually it's the day after the premiere. So if you want to catch season five and, and I do believe season five is some of the strongest stuff that we've done. The ending for a season finale, I think is great for series finale. Not so much, but uh, I also want to say to all the fans, thank you so much uh, for allowing us into your home for following us for all these years. It was an absolute honor to play up uh, and to bring this role to life. So thank you for letting us bring our family to your families. And um, yeah, I mean, life goes on and uh, we'll always have Netflix. Okay, <laughs> all right, Paul, thanks again for, for, for joining us and being very generous with your time again. Um, we will be seeing you on YouTube. I know I, I, I always text you after your YouTube stuff drops because I'm a nerd too. So I have to, <laughs> I have to talk about shit. So um, anyway, uh, well, that was, I don't even know what episode this is going to be, but well, you know, that was Chew on This, Nerds United Podcast. I'm Vic. I'm Paul Sun Young Lee. All right, guys. Thank you. Later. <laughs>